Welcome to Malcolm Reed's How to Barbecue Right, a podcast where we talk about barbecue, share recipes, and discuss all things delicious. And now, here's your host, Malcolm and Rochelle Reed. Hey, welcome back to the How to Barbecue Right podcast. I'm your host, Malcolm Reed, back in studio with my lovely wife, Miss Southern Shell. Tyler's over there running the boards. What's going on? What's up, man? Did you recover fully, Shell? <laughs> After Memphis and May, it's all over. Oh, I thought you were talking about the concert last night oh no you've been partying already haven't you <laughs> <laughs> went and saw dave matthews last night how was it um it was okay it was yeah bunch of old folks yeah <laughs> that's what i figured bunch when you say old, type folks, old people you mean my age yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> our age yeah there was some younger people yeah not but many mostly it was mostly uh 35 and up okay we'll say that 35 and up yeah that's a good crowd yeah and everything on the screen was real trippy and it's like so it's like hippie fest. Yeah, yeah. Did you bring your psychedelic chip? Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you, do, did you do any hippie dancing? <laughs> Not much. Really? Uh he played a lot of Noom stuff and I know the old stuff. Yeah. Man, Dave Matthews been out for a long time. It's like, it was like thirty years. High school. Yeah, I was in high school. <laughs> do you remember that first album? I do. It was good. Yeah, it was great. I listened to it a yeah. lot. Um but I also left before he did his like encore and stuff. So yeah, I guess he's pretty good live. He's like his drummer. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a fun time. Um, but yeah, Memphis and May is in the. It's book. over. It's in the books. We didn't get. We didn't get the results we were hoping for. We did get on stage with seafood. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Russell and Karen and Riley, the steak princess, come over and helped us. Uh, do the steak. They they did actually turkey and they did seafood for us. Yeah. And, um, all the other entries we had were solid. They just were like, the points were really super tight in them. Yeah. So we weren't, I mean, it was a good showing. When, when you get out there, you've got to be. Hog as good as I wanted to. I yeah. thought, man, I felt like it was robbed. That was That's really, so really good. good. The hog was so good. I felt Always like, a blind box, man. I, I felt like the, um, this was the best Saturday we had at Memphis. Yeah, it was smooth. Everything ran wood. Our judges came back. And the we, we had one judge on site that came back and said she didn't give us tens. Because she thought uh, tenderness was a little off on the loin, which she ate the loin. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, we got so we got a nine there, and it dropped. But I mean, we got our nine nine overall. Yeah, the other judges were all tens on on site. So. Um, she also said you could have ironed the tablecloths, <laughs> which just burns me up. This is a barbecue contest. <laughs> And it looked yeah. nice. It's not like it didn't look nice. Yeah, like you, know. you just try throw some stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. But we stuck some other we stuck two other nines in flavor. So we've got to figure out what flavor the just that day the blind table didn't like our yeah. flavor as well. So you, you never know. You gotta be perfect and you gotta be lucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean the scores were good. They just weren't good enough to get you I mean, there. So there's always next year. So who won <laughs> grand champion? Do you remember the team? Uh John David Wheeler's team. Uh, but it wasn't Natural Born Grillers. I don't know if he was helping them, if it was his son's team, or what the deal was. But uh, that's who I saw. One wasn't that somebody based out of New York City. That's yeah, what I heard. they've got. He's got some restaurants he's buddies with up there, and I imagine they put together a team and came down and cooked it. But it's the first rib to win in like twenty three years. Yeah, I saw that. So that was amazing. But it was a good out. contest. Ribalicious Barbie crew. Ribalicious Barbie Crew. Huh? Yep, they won, and that was the first time um, Rib had won in 
what? 23 years? I 23 think it was. Years. Something like that. So it's been a while. So that's cool. Um, we tried to do a live podcast out yeah. <laughs> That was what I was worried about. You know, it sounds like a great idea on paper to, you know, go out there and use your phone and go live and record at the same time. But when you get down to the park and all these people are on the cell phone towers, there was the internet connections horrible. Yeah. Everybody's streaming music and connect, you know, texting and connecting. Yeah. Facebook wouldn't even let me start it. Like it was not, so it was crazy, but we did end up recording it and it is live on the YouTube channel. So good, good. Yeah, I remember we, we, we did, we did something there. <laughs> it just wasn't live. Like I wanted it to be. And in the past, we've, you know, we've done it with our phones on Facebook before. It just, I don't know, this year it didn't want to work right. I mean, we never did a podcast, but we'd do, you know, just jump in for a couple minutes and give updates. So I do think it ended up being really cool. Like, I think the, the ambiance of everything going on and stuff like that, like, I really liked that, how that yeah. video turned out. Maybe that'll, we'll learn like a better a way daily, to do it. daily recorded update like that yeah. that you got to go upload somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in the comments on our community was like, Tyler's probably up on a cell phone tower. Right? <laughs> Trying to get signal, yeah. You'd have to drive back to Hernando and, and upload it from the office. <laughs> I don't even think the internet was that great at the hotel we were staying in. It wasn't. Yeah. Brand new hotel, too. Yeah, we got stuck in the elevator. That was uh, <laughs> That was my, my biggest downfall of Memphis and May. We got stuck in an elevator for an hour. So what happened? Brand new elevator. Yeah. That hotel's brand new. It ain't even a year old, I don't think. So we were, what night was that? Thursday? Thursday? Thursday night, we left the park, went to our hotel, checked in. Michael was with us. We went upstairs. We dropped our bags. And we were going to go downstairs and get some dinner. Yeah, grab some, a burger. It wasn't late. It was like 5, 30, it's 6, six something, something like that. Yeah. Michael said he didn't want to go, so we said, we'll just run down to Huey's. It's you know a few blocks down the road, but easy to get in and out of. And it was, yeah. But then you go get on the elevator. There's a guy on there when it stop, stops on our door. No, he got on with us, right? I don't remember. I don't know if he was on there. I mean, he might have been on there. But we got in. We're on the fifth floor. We hit ground floor. It goes to the third floor and says, elevator out of order. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what do you mean out of order? So the door's <laughs> trying to open up, and then it won't do nothing. And then all of a sudden, it goes all the way to the bottom, and it sits down there for a little while. And we're you know trying to get the door open, and it goes back up and hangs up, and it was... And so Shell's over in the corner panicking the whole time. I wasn't panicking. And I was like, oh, this ain't, this ain't I've been stuck before. You know, <laughs> three hours will be good. That's, I was joking. I had been stuck on one, but I mean, you know, that, that's a rare thing. But Have you been stuck on one for three hours? Yeah, well, I was. And uh, it was actually a casino I was working at when I was in college. It was, uh, it was on with the <laughs> turn of the millennium. I was on an elevator stuck <laughs> for you, three hours. Were you, was anybody panicking in there? <sighs> It was one of those. No, we weren't panicking because the guys were talking to us the whole time. Oh, but they end up having to like go above us and use this wheel and let the thing down and then pry the door open. And that's kind of what they were doing here. Yeah. Like so, the phone. Like first off, one thing that makes you panic when you're stuck in the elevator, at least where we were, is there's no cell service. Yeah. So you can't call out. Now this elevator is modern. It doesn't <laughs> have one of the little boxes with the phone in it where you could actually talk to somebody. You had to push a button. And so you'd push a button, and that would ring the front desk. Like you could hear a phone ringing, and they would answer and say hello, and then they'd never heard us. And then they'd hang up. And then they'd hang up. Yeah. And so we'd push it again, and they'd hang up, and they never knew we were there. <laughs> and so finally, I guess we were beating on it or knocking, and we could hear somebody going, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. y'all in there? I was like, yeah, we've been in here 30 minutes already. 
He was like, was everybody hurt? Uh, that's where I messed up. I should have said we had a man down. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was bad things up. We're, We're bleeding. bleeding out. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> We've done fell three stories. And we're all banged up. But we were being honest. And so we was like, no, man, we're okay. You know, he's like, well, help's on the way. You know, just give us a few minutes. And I was like, all right, well, a few minutes goes by, nothing. A few more minutes goes That's by. That's when I started being like, yeah. we're going to be and then they, night. One guy finally come back and he said, well, we got somebody in the area. We're going to try to get them and get them to come. I was like, oh, great. How long is this going to take? You know? And so one of the, I guess, I don't know if it was a bellman or a service guy or what, but there was somebody out there with a phone light and he was shining it in there trying to see us because there was a little crack in the door and I could see it. And he's like, can you see my light? And I was like, yeah, I can see you. I can see you. And he started talking to me. I said, hey, man, you got a crowbar? I was just joking. I said, get a crowbar and we'll pry this thing open. Next thing I know, there's a crowbar comes jamming through that door. I'm like, holy crap, he's fixing to try this. So I got back. And he ended up, I mean, he never got it open, but he pried on it several times. I was like, this is going to be the, man, it's going to get us stuck worse. But eventually, a maintenance guy finally came and then he had it open in like a second. It yeah, didn't take, yeah. he's he like, got yeah, there. he's like, stand, y'all stand back clear. He opened it and then look, that dude that was in there, he was like the guy that got trapped in the barbecue trailer. <laughs> he had been cool the whole time, but then as soon as that door opened, he was gone. <laughs> I mean, like the flash. And I was like, whoa, where'd that dude go? I bet he didn't take the elevator the rest of the weekend. <laughs> That's what he did. We were, he, because uh, we got out he on got the, third. the stairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm never used an elevator again. <laughs> of course, we didn't. She we got back on. Well, we got right, yeah. <laughs> Press my luck. <laughs> Didn't phase me. We did not get a discount for being trapped on the elevator for now. Yeah, hour. yeah. I didn't even ask. <laughs> yeah. We probably could have, but yeah. But we did make it to Huey's and get us a good yeah, burger. Heck yeah. Man, it's pretty good. Huey, if you're in Memphis, get you a Huey's burger. It's good. It's, it's really kind of like the standard of all burgers to yeah. me. Like, I ain't saying it's the best burger in the world. It's the it's the best average burger in the world. Yeah. I'd say that. The meat, just they season it with that Huey seasoning. It's good. I like to order mine medium rare. I know that's controversial, but yeah, uh, if I ain't seen the the ground beef, I ain't, I ain't ordering it. That's how I am too. Like yeah. if I made it at home, maybe I could eat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I ground it, but most of the time it yeah. doesn't come out. It comes out medium. Yeah, yeah. That's usually I order mine medium there because it's perfect. There's no, yeah. you know, it's just right past pink and it's got plenty of juice in it. Which one did you get, the Senor Huey? Yeah, Senor. I got the. Uh, the mat, uh, no, the blue. Which one was Tyler's? The blues fifty seven, where it's got the onion straws and the barbecue sauce. It was dang good. My go to. So um, on Friday we turned in a brisket. Yeah, uh, um, it was uh, from the butcher shop. Dude, that was one of the best briskets I've ever seen. Kevin send from the butcher shop. That day, Mark said it when they when it. How much did it weigh? Twenty twenty seven pounds or something <laughs> like that. It was monster, and it trimmed out. Man, it was. Thick, it was swollen up already. By the time he did everything he did to it, it would, it would melt in your mouth. It was, it was, it was crazy. excellent. Yeah, it was good. crazy good. But you also said that one judge says it was pretty much a. It wasn't a beef category. It was a brisket yeah, category. Yeah, yeah. Everybody I, I think the top to ten was a brisket. Yeah, so. all top. And we 10. were like what eleven or twelve. Yeah. We were right there. And then we turned in wings, Mikey's wings. They did pretty good. Yeah, chicken. I didn't try the chicken. Did you try the chicken? No, I didn't get to try. It. I didn't, I didn't get to try much of anything. It was so many yeah. people. You know, talking and all that. Yeah. Um, I tried the turkey and the seafood. They were good. Yeah. They, they were I did try be- those. Beggar's purses is what they were yeah. called. It's kind of like a take on a, what would you call it? A, Rangoon. 
kind of crab rangoon, but better or yeah, kinda like egg rolly sort of. Egg yeah, like, yeah kind of shape. It's basically an egg roll wrapper stuffed, and they form it up like a purse and tie it. And, and I mean, they, yeah, they smoked the turkey and they mixed it with all this stuff like cream cheese, black beans, stuff like that. Made a fill in the seafood. Uh, Riley, steak princess, uh, brought a little tabletop flat top. Yeah, I love and, that grill. Yeah, yeah, and did up lobster, shrimp, uh, lump crab, and crawfish. And crawfish. Four. Yeah, seafood. four. Yeah, yeah, and and then mixed it with cream cheese and some other seasonings and stuff. It was dang good. It was good. Yeah, she got on. Sauce. What what did she get? Second place. Third. Third. Yeah. So that was cool. Yep. Um, made some beverages. Yeah. Made a bullfrog every day. The bullfrog, uh, on I guess it was Friday, I had to make like multiple batches of bullfrog. It was really? going fast. It was going fast. Well, Austin started a trend where he started putting Mio in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was, yeah, it was good. <laughs> Did y'all try that? Yeah, we, we just yeah, got a little tree frog. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Mio, yeah. It was it was berry something, yeah. It was, but it was really good. You put like three little squirts of that in a in a glass of bullfrog. It totally changed it. Next year we'll just have to do a bunch of mios like on the side. And yeah. like, like choose like, your own adventure <laughs> kind of bullfrog. <laughs> choose your own frog. So what's yeah, the bullfrog? Toad frog, the, what's the recipe for bullfrog? So it starts with one liter of vodka, and then you get six liters of Sprite. And then you get a can of lemonade concentrate, a can of limeade concentrate, and fresh limes, lemon, and oranges. All that goes in a big like punch container, and you just stir it up, and there you go. And it, now you can do like we did that first day and load it, and don't use six liters of Sprite. Only use like three or four liters of Sprite. <laughs> it was strong. It's pretty strong. It was strong. But if you want to stretch it right, the right the proper ratio would be six liters to one point seven five. Okay, that's kind of. The appropriate, the not knock people down version. <laughs> on Thursday, we <it> <laughs> yeah. people down. On Thursday. Friday, we got it right. Yeah, and then Saturday, the last batch. I think the last batch was one of those where you just keep some starter going. Because <laughs> at that point, we would just put whatever we had in it. <laughs> what if and we it had turned in. Yeah, yeah. Um, One of the guys that came to our uh, Palmer Home fundraiser. Yeah, Luke. Luke. Yeah, yeah. He came down and and hung out with us, and that was he brought really us some cool. cool stuff. Yeah, psychedelic tortilla chips. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Hippie, hippie chippies. Yeah, hippie chippies. Yeah, hippie chippies. Yeah, and they say psychedelic tortilla snack or something. Yeah. yeah. So I'm waiting for like a chill Saturday to try them. <laughs> 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 hey, chill opens wait. on this morning. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're pretty good. good. Yeah, some salt. He brought two different kinds of salsa. Yeah, some Tito's. Yeah. One of them was a... It's a nice little gift. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there was one salsa that I, I wasn't that crazy about. It was a cherry chipotle. Yeah. 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 I didn't try that one. The sweet, yeah. real sweet. Yeah. I don't do... I don't like sweet yeah. salsa that much, but anyway, that was cool. You know, um, you never know, like, people just come and hang out. Sometimes oh, they're yeah. not fun to hang out with, but <laughs> I was... I enjoyed hanging out with Luke. Yeah, it looks a good guy. Yeah. And, uh... But it was a pretty good time down there. Yeah, really. yeah. Weather was perfect. It, it stormed, I think, Saturday late night, like two a.m. Mm-hmm. or Saturday morning, two a.m. and it was out of there by the time we got there the next day. Yeah, they said didn't have any problems. Pits, Hogs outlaws ran great. Hogs were beautiful. Just wasn't our time. Um, it's always next year, Memphis and May. 
<laughs> Who knows if it'll be back downtown? Because I heard, heard there was controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen a damage report? I hadn't seen mm-hmm. them release an official damage report. Are you expecting them to release? Safe to say, you will get zero of your deposit back. Zero (laughs) dollars of your deposit will be returned. I would imagine (laughs) they're gonna keep all that. I'm sure. It's weird because, like, walking around, like I thought all the gardens looked untouched and stuff like that. Like it mostly, you know what? The stuff I saw, Tyler, was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, was the gardens and stuff they made and everything. The the, the improvements they made, it looked good. Mm -hmm. You know, they did have some metal uh, slides that I was questioning. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Some of their playground equipment, I was like, what's going on with that? There was like a was bridge it? that had holes in it, and the kids are supposed to walk across it, I guess. But I was like, are they like tied onto this? Because it was pretty high in the air. Like, I didn't yeah, say that. Didn't it was that, half, yeah. three stories high and just a uh, bridge. There was one obstacle, that was just... Like a parkour obstacle course? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, yeah. There was some that was just sticks. It was just big <laughs> yeah. metal sticks. I'm like, what? Go are play you on that? like hang on those? Or... <laughs> Fighting sticks, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you practice don't know. training. Practice your taekwondo moves. <laughs> so this weekend it is Memorial Day. It is great. It's probably the first barbecue kickoff barbecue weekend of the summer. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's gonna fire the grills up. What are you cooking? Uh, what are your Memorial Day plans? Well, I've got to cook some stuff for my mom and dad, and she's requested. Crab legs. So I know I'll be smoking up some crab legs, but that'll be Sunday. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always do burgers and dogs on Memorial Day, it seems like. Yeah. We'll we'll kind of go Friday, we'll do something. Saturday, we'll do something. Sunday, we'll do something. Then Monday, we'll do yeah. something. <laughs> and so I got to get a game plan going for everything I'm doing. But uh, a good burger. A good burger is always hard to beat. Yeah. You know? Would you smoke it? Flat top it? Riddle uh, it? See, when I'm Memorial Day is usually like pool days. Yeah. And so I'll put them burgers like on the smoker and just keep them at like 225, 235, something like that, and hang out in the pool and just let them burgers go and get Michael to go check on them. And, yeah. you know, when they get to about 145, they're done. It doesn't take them, I mean, super long, maybe two hours top, something like that. If you do them low and slow, you cook a two hour burger. burger. Yeah, what? <laughs> it doesn't take long. Gives you plenty of pool time, plenty, yeah. of, plenty of time for some cold Miller Lights. Less involved, right? Like yeah. You yeah. have to sit there and put yeah. them on the Weber. I mean. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to fire up a, a chimney. Yeah. <laughs> Get all I mean, what do you think most people's cooking? Chicken, ribs, ribs. pulled pork. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Hot I don't dogs. know if I'm going to do any pulled pork. I about pulled out pork. <laughs> Two hogs. That's a lot of pulled pork. That hog meat was. Yeah. Excellent. It was. It we're, was really good. We pulled out the buns and we're making barbecue sandwiches I've right been, there Saturday afternoon. It was, oh, it was it delicious. Was it was yeah. delicious. Right off the pit, make a sandwich, yes. just pull it out right there. I mean, that's a pig picking. Yes. When you're pulling it out, putting it on a sandwich right there and put a little vinegar sauce on it and rolling. Most people weren't even putting sauce on Didn't it. Didn't need it, did yeah. it? It was so juicy. I've been on chicken kick here lately, though. I did uh, last Sunday, like after Memphis and May, the next day. I, I smoked smoked a whole chicken. I uh, cooked two different kinds of wing flavors. I did a family pack of wings, split them up two different ways, and I did a pack of boneless, skinless thighs, kind of for lunch prep for the week. Yeah, I just did them like marinated them in Italian dressing, threw some TX on them, and grilled, burn them off on the Weber, and then slice them up. And man, it's better. Than, you know how you go to the grocery store and you can buy those little pieces of already cooked chicken, like for wraps. It's, yeah, or just, it's supposed to be grilled chicken breast. 
Man, them boneless skinless thighs wear that out. I think so. Too. And they're easy. I mean, you can do it. It takes what, 20, 30 minutes top. I mean, it takes you longer. I mean, it takes you just as long to get the grill hot as it does to cook them when you get a chimney of coals going. So you uh, marinated them for how long? And uh, I, I, You bought them that morning. As soon as you got them Italian. home, I just took them out of the pack, trimmed a little fat, and threw them in a Ziploc bag and dumped some Italian dressing and stuck them in a bowl in the fridge. They sat there till that afternoon, so I'd say six hours. Okay. Yeah, probably. And then you just pulled them out? Drained them a little bit. I, what I do is typically I pull them out of the marinade and then let's shake them off and then throw them in an aluminum pan. And I'll just stack them up and then kind of season them as I go so they get some rub on them. Mm-hmm. And then that way they go on the grill. They don't need anything. They've all got it on both sides, and you just grill them off, and it's it's easy. I didn't sauce them or anything. I just did it for – that way it's basically just grilled chicken meat or boneless, skinless thigh, and you can put it in whatever you want if you want to add it to a dish. Like one night um, we made – quesadillas. Ca- yeah, chicken quesadillas with it. You could just throw it in a pan with some taco sauce and – Grande Gringo. Yeah. So it's neutral enough flavored to where it can go with anything. Actually, I use, I use the pulled chicken. Oh, for that, did you? For the... Um, yeah, I did that pulled chicken Italian style, just with the yeah. Italian stallion. I didn't brine it or anything. Man, I, you know what? So, so this is a good tip. I, so I have figured out the way to get cooked the best whole chickens, and it's all in the rest. I mean, I cook... You cook... You smoke the chicken like anything. I take it out of the package... Pull out all the you know the stuff that's on the inside of it, kind of rinse it a little bit, pat it dry, and let it sit on the counter, kind of air dry. Then I rub it down with a little olive oil and season it. And I season it with the, my Italian stallion seasoning. You could use whatever, Greek barbecue, just AP, TX, whatever you want on it. Ringo, go Mexican, yeah. yeah. And then I put it on the pit and smoked it, and I smoked it. It was probably three twenty five, three fifty, and I just put a probe in it. And when the breast got to one sixty five, I pulled it off. But here's where the game changer is. Let that chicken sit, just a piece of full over the top, not wrapped, for like two hours on the counter. Because I knew we were going to be using it for recipes throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And I just, we wanted some chicken, you know, pulled chicken. Well, and we so, also were like, eh, we'll pull it in a little bit. Yeah, because we <laughs> ate wings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we discovered this accidentally. Yeah. When I went back to pull it, and I got me, you know, my bag set up or whatever. And I pulled that, and it was the juice. You would have swore it had been brined for 24 hours or injected or something. All those flavors and all that juice, like, soaked back into it and made it the moist, juiciest chicken. I've done this two weeks in a row, making chicken meat for the week. And I was like, like, man, I'm on to something here. It makes (laughs) It's better than, like, a Sam's chicken or any of those rotisserie chickens you buy at Costco or whatever. Yeah. And I wonder if one of those would do it. I've never let one of those, like, when you got it home, let it sit. Two or three hours. Yeah. I mean, you know, once it starts coming off the heat source, you've got to do something with it within four hours. That's your food safety. So as long as you get it pulled and back chilled down or eight, you know, you're good to go. So sitting there on that counter for two hours is not going to phase it. What was the temperature of? It was still warm when I pulled it, but the juice, instead of being on the plate, was in the meat. And I could tell as I was pulling it and separating, you know, because you kind of pick through it, pull the chicken, and I throw it in a bag, and it keeps all that juice in a Ziploc bag. And, man, for five bucks, I don't think you get any better chicken meat. And you got – it's a lot of meat, too. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've got we've still got some left, and we've ate off the thighs and off that whole chicken. I know we've had two, like, meals this week, mm-hmm. 
and we've ate like chicken wraps or chicken salad. I've been eating with a chicken salad and like spinach at not, you know, sometimes yeah. for a snack just to try to eat a little better. But it's man, it's it's a no it's a game changer for me. It you, feels like I've cooked something good that I like to eat. That's yeah, basically yeah. what it is. I did one the week before and just coated it with the Euro was it Euro Hero yeah, I yeah, used? Yeah. yeah. The new uh jalapeno Greek, Spicy season. Greek season. Yeah. yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. I probably Skin got a, was good. Yeah, yeah. I probably got a little too heavy. I didn't realize that it was had some, you know, salt yeah, content yeah. with it. But, you know. It was delicious. It was good. Um so now you, the wings. Did we talk about the wings yeah. I did? I did I was so I wanted to play around and I forget who I was talking to at Memphis and May, but they asked me if I'd ever tried a gringo wing. And I was like, Yeah, you know, I've used it on there and be said, Yeah, but what sauce did you use? And I was like, I don't even remember making a sauce to toss Yeah, we just did dry wings. Yeah. So I took some whole chicken wings, got them uh, spray, or got a little, brushed a little olive oil on them, seasoned them pretty heavy with the gringo. They went on the pit. And then for the sauce, I took, like we were making a wing sauce, it was butter, Valentina's. Um, Which is a Mexican hot yeah, sauce. Yeah, Mexican-style hot sauce. I'm still using, like, Killer Hogs or – so you're, you know, take, yeah, French takes me anything. You got to go with the Mexican hot sauce. So you use like Valentina is one of my favorite ones because it's cheap and it's really got a lot of flavor. But I like Tapatia and what's the other one with the Cholula? Cholula. Cholula. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Those are, those are probably my or El Yucatan. That's a good one. Valentina comes in the big glass bottle. So I buy it. Yeah. And I don't buy the hot, buy like the mild or yeah, regular. <laughs> the hot one will light you up. It's hot, hot. But so that one in there. Butter, Valentina, uh, fresh squeezed lime, and a little cilantro and a little gringo. And it made an awesome wing sauce. So and so I just tossed, I take those wings up when they get to like 202. But you had seasoned them with grande gringo. Yeah, they were already seasoned. You seasoned and them cooked. and smoked them. They yeah. got a little crispy on this pellet grill at 400. It's like one hour, five minutes. No brainer. Take them off, put them in like a Tupperware bowl with a lid, put some of that sauce in there and flip them around a few times and dump them out. Dude, I was, man, I was happy with those wings. Then the other one I did, a Greek wing, because you had used the Greek seasoning on a whole chicken. Well, I said it was good. At the, it was great on the skin. Yeah. So I so said, let's try it on wings. I haven't done that on wings with it. So the spicy Greek goes on the wing, goes on the pit, cook them the same way, hour and a half, you know, 400, or no, hour and five minutes, 400 degrees, 202 internal. And then for that one, I took butter, I took more Euro Hero, and then I took just a lemon. And squeeze like the juice of half a lemon. So it was this cross between a Greek inspired kind of lemon peppery wing. Yeah. And man, it was good too. It was. It was like a light sauce. That but I mean, butter is the key. That's that's the key. <laughs> Use butter. If there's anything take away. Melt that butter and put your put your stuff with it and toss your wings in it when they come off pellet grill or a regular grill. I like. The thinner sauce, anyway, you know. Yeah. So between the two, which which did you like best? Uh, that's a tough call. They're different. Know, probably the gringo. Yeah, just because it was different. Yeah, it, it's had I've more never, flavor. You know, I've never just thought of doing like a Mexican style, but it got me thinking. I was like, man, what if we, you know, made up like a Mexican style ranch dip and kind of or drizzled like that crema and drizzled over them, yeah. and you know, or you were or also talking them. about doing a tzatziki. Yeah, yeah, for, for the, the Greek, Greek that would be good yeah. too. Yeah. Like a Greek dipping sauce with yogurt instead of sour cream. Yeah. Like Greek yogurt with the, yeah, that would be really good. I also want to talk to you about the chicken halves that 
the recipe that you released. Yeah, man. Barbecue chicken has. Don't that that's that screams Memorial Day barbecue cookout to me. Real quick though, I want to talk about blue plate. It's the best mayonnaise on the planet. <laughs> it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat blue plate. Hard to beat. I used it in well, every time I make ranch. I know it was if at I'm the tent this weekend. <laughs> heck yeah. I use a ton of it. And they have a new spicy mayonnaise. That's the one if you can find it. Yeah, it's hard to Y'all find Y'all go try right it. Yeah. Oh, that would make the foundation of a dip for your Mexican-style wings. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it already has that color to it. Then you're getting that peppery pop. You could take some lime and add to it and a little cilantro. Ooh, that'd be really good. Thin it down with a little, you know. You'd need to thin it down. It's spicy. Yeah, yeah. But, you, I mean, I would just add, like, a tablespoon of water at a time just to get it the right consistency. Maybe a maybe a bump of sour cream or crema. Yeah. That would be excellent in it. But anyway, barbecue chicken halves. Chicken half the classic uh Memorial Day barbecue chicken halves. No, so I, these were easy, y'all. I made a barbecue brine, brine the whole chicken first. Use a meat bag and then I took uh my bird brine, hot sauce and hot barbecue rub. And it was not the barbecue rub. Whatever, yeah, you just need yeah. a barbecue rub. That's a barbecue brine and a gallon of water. You pour it in there. Does it get it spicy cuz you're using the hot sauce? No. No, I mean, it just gets flavored down in the meat. I mean, yeah. you know, smoke and seasoning is only going to go so far. When it's on skin on chicken, it ain't getting, you're not penetrating much in the meat at all. So that's why a brine, if you got time, a brine's great. If you don't, an injection to get some flavor down closer to that bone. And so that's what that's what I did. I was going for, you know, to get some flavor really down in there. And so I brined I it. Brine it. I mean, overnight. you want to go overnight. I think, I, I don't know if I did overnight. Didn't I do like eight hours or something like yeah. that? I mean, we did, we had put them in that morning and filmed later on. So it wasn't like, you know, it's sitting there overnight. But I wouldn't be scared to go, heck, I wouldn't be scared to go 24 hours on it. It wouldn't hurt it. It's a whole chicken. But then I took it, patted it off, snipped the backbone out with kitchen shears, flipped it over, chef's knife right down the middle. It's pretty easy. To it's do super that. easy. You just need a heavy bladed knife, and then I clip the wingtips off. Because why do you clip the wingtips? Because if they lay there, they'll lay on the skin, and it'll keep that skin one from you know getting a good glaze and rub on it, or and it just keeps it chewy underneath. Yeah. So I'm not gonna eat that tip. So I clipped it off. You could clip the flat off if you want, but I like the flat. So I leave <laughs> that on. But so so you got a half chicken then. And then all I did was season it with your favorite rub. I used hot barbecue rub this time, and um, they went on the pit. I was running them on the outlaw, bed of hot coals, and then started feeding it hickory wood, kept it at 275. I think it was like once it – so you really – what you're looking for here is color on the outside. And so once you start getting that kind of mahogany barbecue look – that you and want it to have, it. and the rubs, like you can touch the chicken skin and it don't wipe off. The rubs kind of adhered to it. That's when it's time to get it tender. You've already got your smoke flavor and you've got your, you know, your rub, you've got your flavoring on the skin. Now I want to get that skin where it's not rubbery, it's not chewy, and I want to break that meat down. So I wrapped it up, and I kind of, um, it's, it's probably been a couple of years, but I cooked those big turkey breasts from Kevin that I get at the butcher shop around the holidays. You know, Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. And so what I did with them is you get some seasoned smoke on them, and then you wrap them up in full with butter. And that's kind of the Texas way they, they do turkey breast. And so I'm going to do that with these half chickens. I took a stick of butter, split it in half long ways, laid it down, flipped that chicken 
beautiful color skin down right on top of that butter and then hit it with a little more hot rub on top and then wrap that dude up tight. And that was all that went in the wrap. That was all that went in there. Then they go back on the pit and it takes about another hour and a half. So you're looking at about a three hour cook for these half chickens. And what you're really going to is 165 in the breast or 175 in the dark meat. Now, if you want to put a probe in it, go for it. If you want to check it halfway, I've kind of done them before. So I knew about how long it was going to take. I didn't probe them. And so I may, I mean, people may say, well, you don't know what that t- chicken tender, it was done. Believe me, it was good. It's three hours. Yeah, it's three, yeah it was 275. <laughs> it was good. But it was still juicy as it could be because you brined it. You know, you ain't got to worry about drying it out. So and you're once it. Essentially boiling yeah, it butter. Yeah. So once you get it tender and you get the skin right, you got to get it out of that full. And so carefully unwrap it and flip it over and it's going to be kind of ugly. You've messed your appearance up on it because it's been face down in that butter and, you know, hammering it with heat. So I flip it over and I just put them on the cut board. I probably would have been smarter to put it in a pan <laughs> or a rack and just like I normally do. Yeah. But I was looking for appearance and I wanted it to look good. So I just did it on the board and it was a mess, y'all. It was a mess. I mean, it didn't make uh, as big of a mess as I thought yeah. it was going to. But yeah. Well, I was like, I could glaze these on the grill, but it'd be hard for the camera to see. And it's going to get, you know, all that sauce that run off is going to be in the bottom of my grill. I'm going to clean that out. Yeah. So I was like, let's just do it on the board. And so that's what I did. Uh, reseason the top of it. That way, if you got any cracks in the skin or, you know, where you've really got it tender, it's kind of bust some places, you can hide that. Just put a little more rub on top of it and then coat your salt, light coat of sauce over the top. Try not to brush it. Try just to let it drizzle and fall and do its own thing. And then take a spatula and move it back over to your grill and just let that sauce glaze up. It takes it 15 – I, I didn't mess with the grill. It's kind of – Still running 275, but it's on its way going down. I'm not adding another stick of wood or anything, but I'm still getting a little smoke from it, still getting all that heat, and it's enough to set that sauce. To, and that, what, what that means is it tacks up. It adheres to it, and it's not just dripping, with, oozing with it's sauce like it is when you put it on. on. It's yeah. kind of baked on. Yeah, that's what that's what caramelizing it does. And it kind of browns those sugars a little bit. If you If you go too long or too hot, it'll burn the crap out of it. But just right, just keeping an eye on it, and it'll turn out just like that did. And it's man, the skin was excellent, the chicken was juicy, the, the bones popped right out of the wings. I mean, it was it was awesome. It was really it was classic really good. barbecue chicken half. But doing the brine, oh yeah, it was a, that's it was a good, that's what puts your flavor in it, and, yeah. and you know you keep from drying it out, and you got flavor down in it. It's not just plain chicken. And you know, one thing when we were doing competition chicken, we would do kind of the same once we pulled it out of the butter. We, and try to get it pretty yeah. again, but we would rub it, put it back on the pit, and let set the, rub the rub set. Yeah, and then pull. But we were going kind of light with the rub too. That's right. But. That's right. So you could do that too. You could have put yeah. it back on and then took it back off and glazed it. And I probably would if I would have glazed it on the grill and just let it roll. I probably would have done that, but I wouldn't fix it. Pour that sauce all in my grill like that. Yeah. And I probably, I mean, for the sake of camera, it doesn't look as good having it in a pan on a rack. You know, I mean that's 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 the better way to do it. It's gonna keep things clean, or just put that on your cutting board, or, or just whatever. lay down some foil. Yeah, or, just lay down yeah. some foil and do it like that. I thought it looked pretty cool. All that sauce all over the board. And yeah, around. it did. It looked good, and it was good. It was a that was really delicious. Yeah, great. You could do that. Like, say you want to serve it Alabama style. I wouldn't glazed it with the barbecue it. sauce. I would have just put the rub on it, put them back on, and when it come off the pit drizzled it with the white sauce i don't Perfect. i don't really glaze with the white sauce i don't like putting heat back on it because it i mean it's just it gets a weird you know how yeah 
oil and mayo does when it's kind of heated too much. It gives that look. But so it eats good. It eats good. <laughs> it eats yeah. real good. But yeah, you could have whipped up a blue plate white sauce or used Killer Hogs white sauce and drizzled over just the just the rub on them and it'd been delicious. Uh, you've done that recipe before and it's excellent. But I'm a I'm a white sauce fan, so yeah. I did like how you called it a barbecue makeover <laughs> after you pull <laughs> it chicken. out of the wrap because yeah, yeah. you got to get it looking back right. Yeah, oh, where that came from. <laughs> barbecue makeover. Did I say that? Yeah. But uh I mean you do the same thing with ribs. You do you do it yeah, with everything yeah, really. Yeah, you do. Once it comes out of they a put wrap. The makeover on it. Could you have cooked it and not wrapped it? Um Yeah, but to me it's gonna take longer and then you're gonna lose some of the richness because as it's wrapped up, it's sitting there with that butter and all of its juices cooking. And so it's getting tender, and the whole the foil's taking the brunt of the the direct heat, and you know, so it's kind of doing its own thing inside, encapsulated inside this foil. Um, you could have done it; it would have took a little bit longer. I don't know if the skin would. I'd have had, I really would have needed to crank the temp up to get the skin just right. Probably would have had to start basting it or something to keep it from getting too dark. So that's why I like to wrap it. Yeah. Now you could an easier way to do it would be just put it in a pan too. You could do that, put it in a pan and cover it. But I mean, I like to wrap them. If I wasn't going to do that and I was going to cook chicken halves, I would do I'd crank the temp up to like 350, 400 and cook them jerkers hot and fast. And it'd kind of be like rotisserie style chicken. Kind of like we did the wings on a pellet grill. Yeah. You could cook it at that temp. And that's, I mean, you see people, directions for roasting a chicken in your oven and how in your house. I mean, people are cooking those at 425, you know, getting that skin right. And it kind of gets it crispy. It rendered, you got to have those higher temps to render the fat under the skin. But what we're doing, we're using the pressure from being wrapped up and with the butter and all that to render it and make it super soft. It's not crispy. You're not going to get it crispy the way I do it, but it's going to be soft and it's going to be yeah. really, you know, really tasty. When you take a bite, the whole skin doesn't pull yeah, off. Yeah, right, right, right. Which is important. Yeah. Because you oh, want yeah. the skin on every bite. Oh, I love the skin. I love the skin's good. But I'm pulling chicken. That's my snacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nobody wants that skin in there pulled chicken. I'm going to go ahead and set this to the side. Um, this week we also released a smoked sausage tip video. <laughs> Dude, that went to like a million. It did. On just some uh, barbecue, like I smoked sausage accordion style. But not everybody knows to do that. Y'all do it all the time. That's how I've done it a long time. All right, so what do you do? You get some smoked sausage. Take a link of smoked sausage. It could be any brand you want. I'm partial to country pleasing because it's a Mississippi thing. But hey, y'all do you. And it's delicious. Yeah. We cooked it at Memphis and May and everybody's like, what sausage is yeah, that? It's homemade. <laughs> it's like homemade. Aaron and the boys doing a good job down there, country pleasing. But I take it and I cut it into like three quarters of a cut down it. So you don't slice it all the way down. Think of like how you hassle back a potato. That's what we're doing with this sausage. And you can cut it whatever size pieces you want. I usually like, hey, you know, quarter inch. Yeah. That's a good size. Like uh, number two pencil. That's a good width for a bite of sausage. You know, and you just go that all the way down the sausage, all the way around it. What do you mean number two pencil? Like the width of a pencil. That's like they say about brisket. So it'd be like that coaster there. Kind of okay. a little bit wider than that coaster. Does that make sense to you? About as, yeah. That's the piece of sausage you want? Yeah. You can go however wide you want it. You want a bigger <laughs> length? Go bigger. <laughs> I like a, I like, I like a, a thinner one where it kind of gets a little crust on both sides and sauce. But if you want a big bite, hey, by all yeah. means. I usually do like. Get you a big sausage, girl. Size of- <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting, man. I was waiting. 
<laughs> go big or go home. That whole link. All right. So how, what do you do? Cut them. <clears throat> so you, you kind of hassle back them all the way around. And then you kind of open it up a little bit and season it with your barbecue rub. And you put it on a pit. And you just let it cook. And why do you do it? I mean, I do. So if you've ever made sausage and cheese plates or cooked sausage and cut it up for people, when you're cutting it, yeah, all that grease is not rendering out. It's staying in that sausage. And then so it makes a real greasy sausage. You don't get any kind of smoke or bark on the on the surface of it. It's just all on the outside of the, the you know casing. Yeah, is all it is, and so it's good, but it can be better. And so we started doing this to let some of that grease out, so it's not a greasy as sausage. So if it sits there on the table, you're serving a sausage and cheese. Everybody's not eating greasy sausage because we've made a way for it to escape. It's still plenty of fat and flavor yeah. in a sausage. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a pork, <laughs> it's a pork fat sausage. Yeah. You're not going to get it all out, but it helps. And then it lets it, to, as it cooks, it kind of shrinks and opens up a little. And so you get more smoke around it. You make more bark with your seasoning on it. And then at the very end, if you'll brush barbecue sauce over the top and glaze it, it just looks beautiful. Yeah. And so the sauce gets down in there and it caramelizes. Then you take it off, you've got guides, predetermined guides for each portion of sausage. Whether you want the little one look quarter number two pencil ones or you want the big hog leg bites the shell likes. <laughs> Either way, you've got a good bite of sausage and all you do is take your knife and run through it and it goes on a cutting board with some cheese and hit it with a little rub and serve it with some pickles. And you got an appetizer right there. How'd you learn to do that? Uh I don't experience I guess just doing it. <laughs> Getting tired of Having greasy sausage? sausage, yeah. I think ever since the first time you showed me how to do that, uh, like we did a TikTok a really long time ago about it. Um, I, that's like a staple appetizer at every single get together yeah. that I have at my house. It's too easy not to do. I mean, you can buy three sausage links and cube you up some cheese, and it makes a heck of a board to serve to people. It's like a budget charcuterie board, but in my opinion, yeah. it's better. Like yeah. I would rather oh, yeah. have a sausage cheese plate. People graze on it. I know that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a staple around mm-hmm. Memphis too. Is it I mean, just a Memphis thing? You know, I've never really seen it at other places the way we do it in Memphis. Yeah. Other regions. I mean, I guess people have copied Memphis with it. I mean, it is a staple at every barbecue restaurant in Memphis. In Memphis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You also did some, would you call them fancy beanie weenies? <laughs> or would you call them like grown-up beanie weenies? I don't know. I mean, I didn't put any booze or anything in them, so they're, they're kid-friendly. But I was just, I, I mean... It was like nostalgic to me to go back. My mom used to make beanie weenies for, like, for me and Waylon. We would at barbecue, like, wedding, like Memorial dish? Day, we yeah. would have beanie weenies. Is it like a main dish or a side dish? No, it's a side dish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not a main dish. I mean, it could be as basic as pork and beans, barbecue sauce, and red hot dogs. That's probably the way we had it a long time. Well, I said, I'm going to improve on the beanie weenie. I'm going to make it like baked bean style, barbecue baked beans, but with uh, hot dogs in it and all the good stuff that goes in barbecue baked beans and call it, you know, barbecue beanie weenies. <laughs> it's dang good, man. Don't knock the beanie weenies now. I know. You essentially made like hot dog burn ins. You cut them up. You seasoned yeah, them. You smoked them. I did. I put them. some rub, put some mustard on them, put some rub on them, got them on the pit. Um, you know, I had them cut up already in a pan and then made my beans and added those to it. Yeah. So the beans are super easy. I, I always use like bushes baked beans, drain them because I want to add my barbecue my barbecue sauce to it, brown sugar, honey, a little mustard, little seasonings, you peppers and onions. It up some peppers and onions. Yeah, you got to have all that. 
that you know the whole bean thing is a good tip too because a lot of people say oh how you know your baked beans are so good yeah because I'm starting with a baked bean <laughs> <laughs> those are I mean but some people, them. you know what some people eat those straight out of the can just heat them up yeah as a bar, as a baked bean that's I mean maybe it is I don't know but I don't want to eat them that way. But There's I'm, nothing worse than going to a barbecue restaurant. Like I said they just opened up beans out of a can and put them here as a side. You know, I know that's, that that can yeah. of Bush's baked beans is like four dollars and a quarter, and they didn't. Yeah, they might have heated them up in a crock pot. Just mm-hmm. did nothing to them. I mean, how hard is it to, you know, saute up some peppers and onions and drain those beans and add some barbecue sauce and seasoning and doctor them a little bit? You know, put a little uh, Worcestershire in there and all that good stuff. I put a little mustard, a little Worcestershire, yeah, brown sugar. Always. Whatever. I'll run all kinds of stuff in there. <laughs> Depends on what we got in the fridge. Yeah. Heck, you know, I do the apple pie baked beans or the peach pie baked beans. Yeah. Where you put that in there. That'd be, Those are so good. Yeah. yeah. The, what'd you think about the beanie weenies, though? Honestly, they were dang good. They were good. They were good. They Michael were, loved them. Too. Kids would love them. Yeah. I promise you. What do you think it'd be better with smoked sausage? That's the, interesting. I've never done that. I thought they were really but, good, but it was. I mean, you could do it with the same same kind of smoked sausage, same way. Hassle back it, cut it, and then th- then cut those up, and then throw them in your beans, and then let them sit there and smoke a little while. My dad uses those red summer sausages, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, redskin sausage. Yeah, that's what he puts in his beans. So. Okay, they're they're called smoked sausages. The redskin one. Mm-hmm. Those are like my least favorite. Y'all really? use those in crawfish, crawfish. bowls. Man, they're so good in I the love crawfish them in bowl. Crawfish bowls. They're good on a biscuit for breakfast, but you got to split them open. Do you cook them? I don't cook. I don't like cooking those whole. Now, if I'm gonna cook them hot link style, I'll glaze them and all that, and smoke them, and you know, get them and eat them like a hot dog. But if I'm cooking it like uh, crawfish style, I just cut them up in chunks and throw them in the bowl. And then for breakfast, I cut them like in half and then split that open to where it's a butterfly basically, and then it cooks on one side, cooks on the other side. When you say go to a biscuit, you, you can, uh, most time cooking an iron skillet, you know, like after, fried up. Yeah, yeah, frying an iron skillet. Well, you can grill it, grill it the same way. So I got some questions for you from the community. Let's uh, let's hear them. All right, um, this one I think is great. Uh, is <laughs> what is the best form of fly control for an outdoor kitchen? The best. What <laughs> so, it's like you figure it out, let yeah. us know. Yeah, the, the best what I would say the best best thing for your flies, they well, first you gotta get your salt gun. Keep flies when you're cooking. I mean it's edible, you're gonna have flies. Get you a salt gun. Those things are so much fun to sit there <laughs> yeah. while something's cooking on the grill. I might leave a little stuff out on the counter just to kill flies. <laughs> I'm telling you. I thought about starting a whole channel on fly executioner, you know, it's gonna just be like a hunting channel, but we're, yeah, we're yeah. set up, we're hunting flies. I've got pretty uh, good at that salt code. Heck yeah. But uh, there's this stuff, and I can't remember the name of it, but it is deadly. And it comes in like this uh, concentrate, and you mix it up with water, or it comes like pelletized, like a powder, and you can put it on like a plate and set it off to the. Now, I guess they make this for equine, for like horse stalls and things like that, but it, it will drop flies out of the air. Now, I don't know how safe it is. Don't I didn't tell you to try this because every time I do it, I set it way away because it attracts them to it. It's got some kind of smell or something. Yeah. But I've used it on my garbage cans. I've set a plate of it out while we're grilling outside. And I wish I could remember. I need to, I'll, for the, I'll try to find the name for it for the next uh, podcast. 
but I got it at my local co-op, and it's like a fly killer. There's you know two forms: a squirt bottle that you add water to it, or it's a dry powder, and the flies will land on it, and they will eat a bite of it. And then they'll take off, and them jerkers will drop out of the sky dead. <laughs> and it will kill so many flies. And I've used those fly traps. Like, it's like a bag they can get in with the stuff. Those things stink so bad. Or the strips, I, the fly I strips. I hate the strips. I, I end up, them stuck in me. Oh, there's no worse. <laughs> I was, it was down at the farm. We was at the hunting camp, and we had one, like, on the pull-down string from the, what, the attic, the, you know, attic stairs. And so there's a garbage can right there. And so I'm used to going out there and throwing stuff in the garbage. I don't know. I may have had a few cold beers that night. But I go out there, and, and I know there's all kinds of stuff stuck in here because it's out in the country. I mean, there's big moss and dragonflies and wasps and stuff buzzing on the thing the whole time. I don't know if flies ever get on it. It's in the garage. But it catches stuff from getting in the house. So I go out there to throw my beer away, and I don't know if I turn or dunk or whatever, and that thing wraps around my face. <laughs> and all I can see out the other eyes is big old bugs sitting there shaking, and I can't get off of it, and it's all stuck in my beard. And I'm, pa- I'm having a full-blown panic episode here. All this stuff Fishy stuck work. to me, and I said, I'm never using those things again. <laughs> oh, wait, Try to wrap one of them around your face and see what it's like when it's I mean, covered in bugs, not brand new out of the package. I'm talking about it's got them big giant ones on there. Things big as your hand. I bet you did Wingspan. <laughs> oh, I was flipping out. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and the whole time I'm attached to this cord on the string on the stairs, so I'm pulling, <laughs> throwing everything I got, trying to get this rip of this thing off of me. Oh, if we'd had that on film, it'd been hilarious. Uh, and it's it's a strong Yeah, glue. I don't know what they put on there, man, but you ain't coming up. It's got to hold them big pterodactyl bugs we got down there on. You know it's got to be stout. Uh, how'd you get it off? Did you finally ripped just... it? With sheer will. Sheer will. Just grabbed it and put a foot on the dead gum can am and just janked it. I was coming up all this thing. This probably whole thing lasted maybe three seconds. But it seemed like it was an eternity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wrapped up in fly bait, <laughs> all in my mouth. I've got spitting out legs and wings, and, and now I think something's crawling. I'm going straight to the shower. I bet you like, that's it. Time, it's over. I take my ball and went home. This is where it ends. But yeah, yeah. You can handle so much for a good time. I can handle a lot, but you're not wrapping me up with insects. <laughs> like I'm on Fear Factor or something. My own damn house. I was stuck in an elevator for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah, I've got some really good luck. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take an elevator for an hour any day over that. Bugs next to his face for three seconds. The only thing worse than that would be, I don't know if it's worse, but the, the harder glue to get off is them rat traps. <laughs> you ever stepped in one yeah. of them? <laughs> oh, mini steps in one. Yeah, I thought he was ever going to get it off over. All right. So um, we got some money. They are traveling with a frozen brisket. Should they put it in their carry-on or should they put it in their stowed? <laughs> I would probably check it in the cooler. Yeah. You know? They'll let you check coolers. Yeah, it's cooler, in, it's cooler in that hole than it's going to be in that airplane. That's true. That's true. You get up there at 30,000. But we check it. I've, I mean, I've seen people fly with them. Like, you know, get a Yeti bag yeah. and Yeti cooler and put it in there and go with it. It'd, it'd be fine either way. Now, I don't know. It depends on how kind of, yeah, I mean, I doubt it's going to thaw that fast. I mean, flying from LA to Miami or something. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be scared to fly with it either way. So, um, this person's asking about they're making a potato salad and they're thinking about smoking the potatoes. Oh, it's excellent. So, do you have like a? I mean, you just put them on there and smoke them. 
You can quarter them up in a pan. If you want to season them, you can. You don't have to. Um, and just let them roll, just like you would a baked potato in the oven. You can treat your smoker the same way. I mean, you know, if you if you if you don't cut them up, you put a whole potato on there. It's going to take a little longer, but they'll eventually get soft enough to mash up or to cut up. It'll take a. But I've quarter. You know, we do quarter potatoes on the smoker all the time. It's going to take a minute. You know, I'd probably put some smoke to them and then cover them with full, and then so that way they get tender. But you just want to get them tender for potato salad. So could you par? You could parboil them, I guess. Eh. Throw them in the you, microwave. Yeah, I wouldn't, you wouldn't want to do that. You yeah, I don't think that'd help. If you're going to do that, you might as well just cook them in the microwave. Do you get a smoke flavor? A little bit. It ain't. It ain't stout. Is it worth it? Mm. I like I like them coming out of a crab bowl or crawfish bowl. We're making them better than I do a smoked potato. You know, I just think it tastes better. Yeah, Get more flavor in it. Could you just season a pot of water with yeah. some crab bowl? Yeah, flavors? yeah, yeah, definitely. And almost make like a, a Cajun. Bit. Yep, It'd be like potato Cajun potato salad. salad. Ooh, let's do that this weekend. You want to? Yeah. All right. <laughs> we got a bowl. Get with our potato. Get with crawfish. our uh, two hour <laughs> burgers. Yeah, <laughs> two hour burgers, slow smoke burger. Well, Malcolm, that's all I have for you today. That's all the questions we get? I do have one more. So um, I'm cooking on an old Hickory Pit SSE. Okay. Not, not a big one. Is that that's, what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Um, Wanted to get into smoking a whole haul. Is that rotating pig rack available, or was it a custom build? No, they actually they call it the Lazy Suey. Oh, that's a good name. And they make it for the big pits, too. Now, I'm not familiar with that particular model. But I know I have an ELEDX that we have one for, and it works great. Works really good. I'm pulling up the picture. Oh, that's one of the big ones. Oh, yeah, I guarantee you they do. The double door yeah. ones. Okay, and it's got the side firebox. Yeah. Yeah, it should. It should. You should be able to get a hog in there. Does um I don't know what rack size that is, but if it's like the others. Does having the lazy suey make a difference when you're cooking a whole hog? Yeah, it makes it easier to rotate and cook it on both sides and kind of get it even. Then when you're doing something on the back side, or even if you're trying to wrap it or put full on it, it makes it easier. Just Or if you're trying to do a running style and you want to keep the skin good, being able to spin the hog and spray it with oil, all the stuff you need to do. Oh, that rack's a game changer for one of those. Any kind of rotating rack is. I think every hog pit, if you're going to cook hogs, you need to be able to rotate. Was there a time when y'all were cooking without having the rotating pit? I mean, the rotating rack? We rotated ourselves. How would you do that? Just We just took it out. We had it on a sled. We'd take it out and spin the sled. Was it heavy? Heck yeah. I mean, the hog weighs 150 pounds. <laughs> What's all the Plus stuff the metal. you put in it? Would it take a couple people? Well, it depends. Like So ours would sit on a rack on the pit. And so the shelf, you pull out, and the shelf's got guides holding the shelf in. And then all you got to do is take and spin the hog on the rack. Sure. And so one man could spin it easy. It wasn't like the, it was balanced to where it wasn't on a spindle or anything. It was just free in there, but it would slide good enough to spin. Yeah. But, you know, that's that's the big thing with it. You want to, you know, if you got to take one out and physically turn it around 180 degrees and put it back on, that, that's, will require that would require two people yeah. at least. But, I mean, our four scrawny people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mal, it's time for us to make our uh, Memorial Day plans. That's right. It's Memorial Day time, y'all. I hope everybody has a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. This weekend, you got to fire those grills up. So get them cleaned up, get them fueled up, go buy you some meat, 
Uh, and you know, have fun this weekend. Make some tater salad. And be, you know, be thankful for why you know for the men and women we lost that let us do what we do on the weekends and get to spend time with our family and friends. You know, that's what Memorial Day is about. So remember those you know fallen military guys and gals that have done it. You know, gave it all for us. So Tyler. Tell them where they can find us. <laughs> if you guys want some awesome Memorial Day recipe ideas, head on over to howtobbqrad.com. You can download us on the Google Play Store and the Apple Store. And make sure you guys head on over to h2qshop.com and check out our new summer collection of T-shirts that we have launched. Shell, where can oh, yeah. they find me? If you'd like to connect with Malcolm, it's How to BBQ Right on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and, of course, YouTube. If you'd like to connect with me, it's Missing the Shell on Instagram. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us this week. And... We won't be back next week. Yes, we won't be back next week. We're on vacation next yep. week. I will uh, be at the beach, and I don't know where you're going to be fishing. I'm going fishing. <laughs> do the Tyler special episode. I'm going to the beach, but I don't think it's the kind of beach you'd like. Why? Swamps of Louisiana. Uh, no. As far as you can go down that way. I mean, I'd uh, go, but I'd rather yeah. be at the beach. Yeah, you'd rather be on, over on the... I like going to the beach without you. Uh, with Because <laughs> you can sit there all day on the dead gum sand and... Uh, yeah. He's terrible to take to the beach. I'm good for a couple hours on the beach, but man, it gets boring. It gets boring. I mean, I don't want to just sit. Why do you want to just sit there in the sand, getting in all kinds of places? You got <laughs> beers getting hot the whole time. There's people, kids running everywhere. That's not my kind of fun. I'd rather be at the. I don't, let's go to the pool. I'm a pool guy all day long. We can stay at the pool. Go to the pool bar. Look at the beach. I like being right there where you can see it. The sand's right there. The like waves resort. crashing. Yeah, I like resort beaching with but you. Sitting, yeah. But like beach, beach. Oh, you haul all your crap out there. Man, take everything you got. <laughs> Terrible. And then get it all, put it back in the car where the car gets just as sandy as you were out there on the beach. This is, that's not fun. <laughs> I don't know how you, and y'all say, oh, we're going to take these books and read them and sit out there, these kids, screaming kids. Man, it's going to be great. That ain't nothing great about that. Tell you right now. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Give me a bowl of the hook, some bait, and I'll be happy. <laughs> well, that's what we'll be next week. So. All right. We'll see y'all after that. Everybody have a great, safe Memorial Day weekend. Y'all put some smoke in there. We gone. <laughs>